Welcome to Metal Matters, a Gimme Radio podcast. I'm your host, Mike Hill, and I'll be leading you on this adventure. We'll be getting into deep discussions about classic records, profiles on up-and-coming bands, and interviews with your favorite artists. You can check out new episodes every week, so be sure to subscribe and never miss out. So this is our year-end special for 2018. A bunch of really good records came out this year. But I think that instead of doing a top 10, uh, which is uh, sort of de rigueur for uh, most press outlets, we're going to go with top five. What do you think about that, Randy? That's good. Scale it down a little. Because I feel like with top 10, the first five are like really the records that are really on your, your heavy rotation list. And six through 10, you have to like figure out like what's going to be in those last five. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. So I think keep it lean and mean, yeah. uh, top fives. And uh, later in the episode, we're going to have some of the uh, DJs from Gimme Radio weigh in with their top fives on these, uh, you know, pre-recorded segments. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what everyone else is listening to out there. And uh, if you listen to this episode, and you have your own top five, feel free to send it along, you know, via social media or whatever, you know, post it on, you know, as a comment on uh, the Facebook page or on Instagram or any of those outlets. And we're interested to hear what you guys are into this year. It's a good way to get turned on to new records, too. Yeah, totally, yeah. man. I, I pay attention. To if someone stuff. that you respect their opinion, you know, has top five records and, you, you know, it's good. It's a good way to check out new stuff. Yeah, definitely. So uh, why don't you take the... We're going to go from five to one. You know, backwards. We'll go backwards, yeah. With the least favorite up to most favorite. All right. Five to one. Five to one. All right. I can handle that, I think. Cool. <laughs> so number five, I have Hot Snakes, Jericho Sirens. Um, I don't know if a lot of people are going to know who Hot Snakes is that listen to this, but... Uh, it was released on Sub Pop. It's the uh, main guy, John Reese, who was in Drive Like Jehu, Rocker from the Crypt. So it's not a metal record, but it's a good rock record, good noisy rock record. Well, just uh, to be clear about some of this stuff, how this uh, show is called Metal Matters, but as everyone is going to soon discover, we actually use the air quotes metal, meaning that there's definitely going to be some brutal shit extreme music, but we're also broad-minded enough to include other genres of music that are interesting and uh, challenging and that we think are, uh, you know, is, is worthwhile checking out. So with that said, my number five is a not very metal record either. It's uh, by this band Daughters, their brand new record, You Won't Get What You Want, available on Ipecac Records. And um, I... Uh, I didn't even know, up until about maybe two months ago, I didn't even know they had a new album out. That's how things happen these days, you notice that? <laughs> that album got a lot of a lot of press. I'm surprised you didn't know. I, you know, maybe, I don't know, man. Like, I just, it just didn't come across my radar. But um, maybe because I don't ever read, like, music-related websites or, like, magazines <laughs> or anything like that. Like, I really don't. Maybe, aside from Decibel, and even Decibel, it's like, I kind of just really focus on the Hall of Fame, you know? That's the best part 
I believe I think of Decibel as the Hall of Fame. Yeah, those are those are compelling. I think. Yeah. So anyway, uh, through the channels, it takes sometimes it takes a while for things to get down to me here, the trickle down effect. So anyway, I found out about Daughters. I've been a fan of this band uh, for years. Um, I spent some time on the road with them about maybe twelve years ago, and um, really, really great band. Excellent players, interesting approach to the music, and uh, pretty decent guys and like real hardworking people. So uh, you know, the new album is way different than their previous record you know there was a little bit of a break and um that's what i like about them is they they always have a different approach and they always seem to be pushing forward and you know even the the record though i'm giving it really high regard it's definitely not for everybody because there's not a lot of uh you know hooks on the record or anything like that if you're into like say you know some of the more abrasive like bad seeds records or the birthday party or like scratch acid or something like that. Then I think you should check out the new daughters record. Cause it kind of minds that familiar, that similar territory as those bands. So have you, you ever seen them live? I've, I, I've been at shows they've played. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say that, but uh, I, you know, honest, I can't, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, not recently. You know what I mean? Yeah. Back in the early, when they were around the first time, because they were broken up for years, I believe. Yeah, a while. They were dormant for years. Yeah. Uh, I may have seen them. I I know one time my old band played a show. I'm not sure if it was an early Daughters show or the band that Daughters kind of came out of, I believe was called As the Sun Sets. As the Sun Sets. I can't remember if it was one of their last shows or one of the Daughters' first shows, but so I definitely seen some incarnation of yeah that yes yeah I um I obviously I've seen him a bunch of times because we, we spent you know right like played twenty five shows together or something like that so yeah they live I think is where it's at the new album's sick if you uh, want to check out something a little bit left to center daughters you won't get what you want and I love that title too I lo- actually love that title and uh, Lex the singer. During the downtime there for Daughters, had another band called Fucking Invincible. Oh, interesting. Which was really cool. Stripped down, straightforward, noisy, hardcore. Kind of like Infest. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Short songs. Wow. Fast, but not all fast. They had some really pummeling, slow parts. Uh, Put out some records on Atomic Action Records. Check out Fucking Invincible. Cool. See, I learned something today. Yeah. Okay, uh, number four for me is, once again, not a metal record. Dr. Octagon, Moose Bumps, an exploration into modern-day horror-plation. <laughs> oh, my God. It's quite a title. Um, cool Keith is the mastermind behind uh, Dr. Octagon. He was in a, uh, a group, New York, 80s, mid to late 80s called the Ultra Magnetic MCs, pretty hard-hitting. I don't think they get enough credit uh, for... They weren't so much gangster, but it was pretty tough rap before tough rap was really a thing. Yeah, it was very. It was from the boogie down Bronx. It was, so it was dark. It was Bronx style, so it was like yeah. real, real dark, kind of hard-hitting, you know. Yeah. Predating gangster rap. Yeah, and that's uh, there was another guy that was part of Ultramatic, uh, Ultra Magnetic MCs called Tim Dog. Yep who uh, I think he took a little exception 
to the West Coast gangster rap getting so big because he put out a solo album, Tim Dog did, and the song on there was called Fuck Compton. <laughs> you remember that track? <laughs> yeah, totally, man. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so this, I could be a little wrong with this one, but like uh, the first Doctor Octagon album came out a long time ago. Pusshead. Yes, it did. Did the artwork yep. for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that album was pretty pretty well received in like the underground, the metal, and the hardcore scene, yeah. stuff like that. I remember a lot of people were into that record, definitely. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, Blue, um, Blue Flowers being like the big hit yeah. off that record. A lot of weird nods to uh, like old school underground horror movies, samples, stuff like we, we enjoy those movies. Mm-hmm. A lot of B movies, exploitation movies, and stuff like that. Um, I'm not big on the skits on rap records. Yeah, but his his are a totally different trip. It's another level. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's another level. And I'm also a fan of a lot of cool Keith solo stuff. Yeah, Um, has an album called Matthew. It's pretty awesome. Um, An album called uh, Sex Style. Sex Style was awesome. Uh, Black Elvis. Yep, Black Elvis. Great. Um, So it's pretty. It's pretty dark, hard hitting, but it's not. It's not really gangster rap. I don't know how to really explain it, but if you're a fan of the older style of hip hop, um, check out that record. I think it's a great record. Also, I think, I don't know if it was on a Dr. Octagon record or when it was solo records, but he name drops a bunch of uh, like power, like spaz. And, uh, well, all right. Good. I'm glad you brought that yeah. up. He actually does an intro to a song on a spaz record. Okay. Yeah. And he has played shows with like, hardcore punk and metal bands and stuff through the years. He's a very eclectic dude and artist. Some might say crazy. I think most people do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine always tells me a story about how he went to see him and he just came out and for the first 10 minutes, he just handed out Capri Sun juice packets to people <laughs> and was like bullshitting with the audience like before he even started playing. Um, yeah. It's pretty obscure stuff. I, I'm not, I'm a fan of old hip hop and rap. 80s early 90s is pretty much my cutoff but he anything he does i will check out um along with dialect yeah yeah definitely because i think most mainstream rap and hip-hop that's played on the radio is fucking garbage I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tend to agree with a lot of that yeah but this record is really unique it's weird the samples are weird um yeah if you're into old school hip-hop or a cool keith check out dr octagon's new record So my number four is author and Punisher Beastland, which uh, it's on Relapse Records, and um, you know that's a metal label. Put it out is. A lot of metal. Well, yeah. well, uh, they put out a lot of metal. Yeah. They put out some non-metal stuff. Sure. Well, but uh, author and Punisher, I kind of came late to the game on this band, and um, you know I know that this is like I don't know it's like five albums out. It's, yeah, it's basically one guy. Who's actually going to be a guest on the show in a few weeks? Um, his episode airs in January of 2019, and he and I get into this very deep discussion about where he's coming from musically, and he makes his own—you know—he manufactures and fabricates his own instruments, and really interesting. And, and it it sort of um, harkens back to like like the kind of industrial culture of like the late 70s and the early 80s with. Uh, this guy's like a performance artist, but his name is Mark Pauline, and he used to make these like contraptions and mechanical devices that destroyed things and lit things on fire, and blew up and stuff. 
but he was tied into like on, you know like Onsters and Neubauten and like Throbbing Gristle, and he's part of that old school industrial like culture you know kind of scene, and that's kind of like Author and Punisher to me fits more in that realm than just a guy with a laptop and like a drum machine and you know distorted vocals and you know so and uh and actually the whole reason why i even got into this band is uh danny trudell of holy mountain printing um he just texted me one day and he's like do you like author and punisher if not you need to check out the new record so i right away danny's always on point with his recommendations i just checked it out on apple music and i've just been like I think that that one day I listened to it like three or four times and it was like pretty pretty solid offering of definitely interesting music and uh there's a there's a track on there called Nazarene which I think is like the standout track on that record so I, I think it's fascinating I heard you know quite a few years ago that he makes makes and fabricates all his own instruments that that alone is interesting enough to yeah you want to check it out you know, there's also a bunch of different. You can you can look up on YouTube. There's like a sort of mini documentary about his music and you know his creation of his instruments and all that sort of stuff. So cool. Uh, number three for me is Judas Priest Firepower. Um, we saw Judas Priest. Yep, we did little, earlier this year. Yeah, a little under a year ago, uh, and then on the tour for the, the Firepower album. Um, I gotta be honest. I didn't expect much from a Judas Priest album in 2018, because the ones previous to that, uh, they kind of just you know I listened to them maybe once and never went back to them or whatever. This album was, in my opinion, a, opinion a huge step forward. I think it's the best record they made since Painkiller, and I think it has that vibe of Painkiller. It's like a it's a metal record. Yeah, it's you know? very aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Loud production, loud mm-hmm. guitars, very metallic. Because, you know, Priest has a lot of stuff that leans more towards the rock and roll side. Um, even though the metal god, Rob yeah. Halford's the singer. Um, but yeah, this record is just... Uh, it, towards the end of the record, there's a couple tracks, I'm not going to lie, that I don't think are very are great. Maybe could have left those off. But the, the first like seven tracks on this record just crush. Um, I was blown away by how much I liked it. Um, and I go back to it pretty often. That's yeah, a solid record. If we were doing top tens, I think that would be in my top ten. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I like that record a lot. And like you were saying, it's, it's super aggressive. It's very metal. Um, and I feel like Judas Priest is one of the only like OG like metal bands that's, you know, whatever, heavy metal bands that's right. actually still rep repping like really hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, like they're they're willing to modernize their sound without being cheesy, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. They actually pull that off extremely well. Um yeah, I mean I got I don't know, I got when I bought uh the ticket for that show or whatever, part of the deal was they mail you the album for free. That's pretty sweet. So I get the C D in the mail and it just was stuck in my truck. CD player for not stuck, but I put it in there. So I, I did listen to it a lot more than maybe I would have if you know. Um, but it really grew on me fast. I mean, right out of the box, I was like, "This is crushing." Um, and they played a couple of those songs live, and they sounded great. Yeah, so um, I'll attest to that. Um, so for number three, I have the brand new Deicide record, "Overtures of Blasphemy," and uh, reunites Glenn Benton with his, with his original drummer. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not know yeah. that. 
and uh, it's on Century Media. And in my opinion, it's like the best deicide record to come out in like the last 10 years. So there you have it. <laughs> Century, Me- Century Media is yeah. a metal label. Century Media is a metal label. I don't know if they've ever put out anything other than metal. Well, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's been here. some stuff that's, you know, like Strapping Young Lad or something like that, which is like. That's metal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm all right. All right. Well, okay. How about I Hate God? I Hate God. Well, no. no Century Media. Century Black. Like Emperor was on Century Media, you know. Right. And there's a lot of solid, solid ass records on Century Media. They're a legit label, man. So you're saying there's a lot of records that aren't so solid, though. Yeah, it's pretty much any label. Yeah, there's a few. There's yeah. things that, I, that aren't necessarily my cup of tea. Sure. But are, you know, they're, they are what they are, you know? Uh, number two for me is Voivod, The Week. Um, another record, although I liked Target Earth, the record that before that came out, like, I don't know, four or five years ago. I thought that was actually a really great record. Uh, this record takes it to another level. And this is by far the best record they've made, uh, in a long time. Target Earth was good. This one is way better. Because before Target Earth, in my opinion, as a Voivod fan, was a dark time for years. I don't like any of the Jason Newstead records. The self-titled one, the first one's okay. Couture's was mm, whatever. And then there was some other one, too. I remember the name of it. Yeah. Uh, shit. I don't know. Whatever. I thought those records were all pretty weak. They weren't very. Voivod's always been interesting. Even when they first started, it was yeah, it was thrash. They were always they always had this underlying thing of like prog and being technical and weird, and they always sounded like Voivod. I don't feel like those three records they put out with Newstead sound like Voivod. Even when Eric Forrest was the singer bass player, those records sounded more like Voivod than the records with Newstead. So, but I think. They have really found their footing with this, uh, with a new guitar player, um, Chewy. Interesting. I'm sure, is not his real name. No, you, you think? <laughs> I think it's Daniel Mongrain is his real okay. name. But uh, yeah, he's been on the last three releases. Uh, there's an EP between Target Earth and The Wake. Um, the Wake is, uh, it's just awesome. It's very, it is proggy. So if you're not into that, maybe you won't like it. But it's it's like classic Voivod. Uh, I don't I don't know what else to say about it. I love it. It's great. If you're a Voivod fan, you have to check that out. That was your number two, right? <laughs> yep, that was number two. All right, cool. Now we're getting down to the wire, man. You know? This is it. This is it. My number two is uh, Pig Destroyer Head Cage. And um, I'm not, I mean, I don't know in general how people receive this record. I know that within our circle... It wasn't one of the more highly regarded Pig Destroyer albums, but I really like this record a lot, and you know so much so that I think it's my second favorite album to come out this year. I've heard a lot of people. I've only listened to the record once, and I was kind of at work and didn't pay a ton of attention to it. I guess I need to go back to it, but I have heard other people say that you know didn't live up to the their uh, anticipation for it. But hey, it could be because the record has a lot of mid-tempo stuff on it maybe or slow stuff on it but that's why i like it because all right <clears throat> you know pigastore always delivers blistering grind you know so let these motherfuckers do something different once in a while no you know what i mean <laughs> i like the the expansion on the record i mean there's there's a ton of songs i mean like we got the song circle river i think is awesome 
the torture fields great song and then house of snakes the beginning has this like it sounds like metallica battery intro sort of and that song is like a very different type of song for pig destroyer you know what i mean and, and there's a lot of slow stuff a lot of atmosphere you know things that aren't necessarily known for and I just think that it's cool that there's like an expansion of sound going on there. And I really appreciate it. So, you know, I highly, highly, 100% back Head Cage by Pig Destroyer. And the, you know, the, like the grind heads that like love Pig Destroyer that don't want to hear that. You know, they always have yeah. done slower and mid-tempo stuff, but not so much on their studio albums. Like, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of EPs and splits right. and stuff that have... Uh, stuff that doesn't sound like you know your traditional grinding, blasting pig destroyers. So they they did a whole like isn't there like an EP called Natasha? It's yes, like a thirty eight or forty minute yep. song, and it's like it's like Doom. Yeah, it's like Melvin Z kind of stuff. Yeah, they've done like helmet covers, yep. and they have done different stuff. So yeah, you know, um, and, and I mean, if you talk to those guys, and actually, you know, segue into pig destroyer being a guest on Metal Matters. <laughs> I have an interview with those guys coming up uh, in January. We talk about a lot of non-grind stuff on that interview. And these guys are into, you know, you talk to Scott Hall or any of those dudes. They're into like the Melvins. They're into noise rock. They're into, you know, like old school death metal. They're into grind. Right. And it really comes across on this record that they ha- they, they are into more than just playing fast, you know. Yeah, just look at the shirts they wear. <laughs> I mean, it sounds silly, but it's yeah. true. Those guys always have like Melvin shirts yeah. or like... Yeah, different stuff. But even JR's vocals, too, are, like, definitely, you know, extreme vocals. But yeah. there's, like, a there's like a noise rock vibe to some of his singing, I think, too. Yeah, I hear that. You know, it's yeah. not just, like, what you would typically think of as grindcore or, like, death metal type of vocals. There's, like, a, a couple of different things he does, which I think go outside. They're, like, real punk sounding, you know what I'm yeah, trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think all those guys are in old punk and yeah, stuff, totally. too. Yeah, totally. Old hardcore. Yeah, he has like a very punk sounding voice amidst all this like chaotic, you know, metal, you know. Right. I need to go back and give that record a, you know, yeah. another try. Now now it's time. It's time. <laughs> uh, I, number one for me this year is Sleep the Sciences. Uh, I'm a huge Sleep fan. I've been waiting for this record to come out forever i never thought it would actually come out this is kind of like the chinese democracy <laughs> with all, all the drama surrounding it uh and it exceeded my expectations uh, i'm a fan of high on fire uh, i'm a fan of ohm which is al's the bass player's other band uh, i like both those bands been following both those bands since they started but uh something about sleep to me is the perfect melding of those two bands and uh this record just absolutely crushes i think it's a i think it's a perfect record wow that's um, that's some pretty high marks man. yes it is damn for what they're doing i mean because so many bands for years have oh i'm not gonna rip off they rip off sleep you know they try i'll, I'll definitely say that right <laughs> i mean it's a fact you know um but no matter how many and i've heard a lot of those bands and i've played with a lot of those bands and i've seen a lot of those bands Nobody, in my opinion, comes close to to sleep. Uh, my favorite track on the record is called Giza Butler. <laughs> uh, it, it's awesome. And the, the lyrics to this record are, uh, 
I mean, they're normally I don't like like a lot of music that has a any humor to it. Right. Normally. But the lyrics on this are just pretty pretty insane how they're how they're put together. I mean, the whole record is basically about pot smoking, smoking weed. That's their thing. Yeah, that's their know? weed. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. It's not re- really why what draws me to it, but uh uh yeah, it's pretty cool. The last track, The Botanist, it's also <laughs> it's instrumental, but it's really has a pretty different vibe for sleep. Um and it was recorded, the recording is awesome. It sounds awesome. It was recorded by Noah Landis. Oh, okay. Uh from Neurosis. Interesting. Keyboard player. I didn't know he did that. I didn't know he engineered records. Yeah, he's done a few other things. It slips my mind right now what he's done. And uh the way I also am a fan of the way they release this record. And in a world today where everything is pretty done pretty much the same way, you know, a song gets released and then an album stream gets released and um I'm actually kinda I'm very tired of that whole scenario with records. This record was announced like two days before it came out. And it just came out. Like it was sent to record stores. Record stores had had the physical copies. But it was just like a couple of days before, hey, we have a new record coming out on, you know, Wednesday or whatever. It was not a traditional release, which I thought was really cool. Cause it was just I've been waiting for this record for forever. And then one day I was like, Oh shit, tomorrow this record comes out. Um not everyone can get away with that. Yeah, I think Sleep has like a built-in, you know, they got a built-in fan base. Yeah. And, you know. Not everyone can get away with doing stuff like that, but I thought it was cool. Um, so, yeah, Sleep, The Sciences. If you're into any any of that kind of stuff, Doom, Stoner. I don't have to explain to you who Sleep is. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> that's my album of the year. My number one album of the year is Hate Eternal upon desolate sands and uh i mean i i have nothing but admiration for hate eternal and eric rutan and his work in in uh morbid angel and you know i've every record by hate eternal i think is great but this one really is um it, it displays a lot of different expansions as opposed to previous uh hate eternal records which maybe you know, that I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with this. if somebody said that Hate Eternal, you know, falls into a pattern such as playing fast and brutal death metal. I would not disagree with that because they are a fast and brutal death metal band. They are. But on this new record, there's a lot of different textures and it's a very expansive record. And that's why it's my number one, because they're a great band to start with. And they've just pushed the uh, envelope in different directions. And there's uh, some couple, I think there's three songs that have a seven string. And uh, it has almost like that pa- uh, Gateways to Annihilation vibe from like that Ugh. Morbid Angel stuff. You know? Great album. And then, you know, and there's plenty of fast playing, plenty of brutality and all that sort of stuff on there. And it's, that's my number one for the year. Hate uh, Eternal. The album before that, Infernus, the title track on that. Yeah. It's pretty different than the rest of the record. It's very slow. That was always my favorite track on that record. Yeah, it so has this, I, I like it when they step outside that box. Yeah. It has this like heavy brooding quality to it, which is like kind of what this record has in general. There's like this brooding like quality to it. And uh, do you have any um any runner ups or anything like that? Uh yeah, I do. Uh I won't go into like, you know, talking about them, but uh Eagle Twin, 
Thundering Herd came out on Southern Lord Records. If anyone remembers the band Iceburn, Gentry is the singer-guitar player for Iceburn, is also the singer-guitar player for Eagle Twin. Uh, great record. And Crozier Conformity, No Cross, No Crown. Uh, Pepper Keenan, Back in the Fold. Uh, just a good, solid record. It's just a good rock and solid record. Mine would be um, Evoking Hypnogogia. Hypnogogia. I think that's how you pronounce it. And uh, that almost was in the top five. Like, I, I really had to, like, think on what my top five were. And I wanted to, you know, not I wanted to have a little bit of uh, sideways action. So I, I, I left them out of the top five. But they, they could have easily been in the top five for me. And then I also have um, the new Wolfhammer record, which is um, it's called uh, Mon- The Monuments of Ash and Bone. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Wolfhammer. Yeah, I didn't even know they had a new record out, though. So, so that's what I'm saying, man. Like, <laughs> and the Evoking, just I don't mean to just go back for a second. That's been sitting like, dude, I haven't. That probably would have been in my top five if I have gotten around to it yet. Do yourself a favor and listen to that shit, man. I'm a fan of them. Yeah. And the last record they did, I spent a lot of time listening to. And I knew this was out. I just haven't got around to it yet. They're incredible, man. And uh, they, they don't have a single bad record. And that one is no different, man. It's, it's amazing. And there's different stuff on there, too, man. It's very expansive. And the Wolfhammer record's good, really good, solid album, man. And that would have been, if we, if we had a top 10, that would definitely be one of my top 10s. Right. So... So that's uh, mine and Randy's entry into the 2018 Top 5 Records. So now let's see what some of the other Gimme Radio DJs have in store for us. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is DJ Boz from the Blizzard of Boz show, and I'm here to give you my rundown of five of my absolute favorite albums of 2018. First one I'm going to talk about is a band called Rune Magic from Sweden. Uh, The album is called Evoked from Abysmal Sleep. And holy hell, this is a killer album. They're they're kind of in the death doom Swedish tradition, but they don't sound so much old school death metal as they sound more uh, just kind of got this really powerful, atmospheric, dark, epic, epic vibe, almost like Morbid Angel, Morbid Angel's slower songs mixed with the more of a black metal vibe. All right, another album I want to talk about that blew my mind this year is from Kraft, which, funny enough, is also a Swedish band. Um, Kraft, for those unfamiliar, are a tried-and-true black metal band that for about the first two albums were very much in the second wave of black metal tradition. Very fast, barn-burning, Dark Throne vibing with uh, you know your typical Celtic Frost worship for the slower mid-tempo bits. But as the band has progressed on the last three records, they have gotten way more. It's hard to hard to pin these guys because in one one sense you could argue that, argue they were, they were thrashier and more blackened thrash. But th- to me, there's just something more heavy metal that's come through. Not in a classic like they don't sound like Priest or Sabbath or anything. They still sound very black metal, but they're just more rocking. Like the riffs are just catchier. And headbanging and just makes you want to like be driving a Camaro about 90 miles an hour down a highway. Um, the new one is called White Noise and Black Metal. 
And for those who loved the last two records, Void or Fuck the Universe, you will freak out on white noise and black metal. Like I said, it's got all the stylistic trappings of black metal, but the riffs just fucking rock. All right, another one of my absolute favorite albums of 2018 is by a Polish band called Kriegsmachina. The album is called Apocalypticus. And uh, these guys have been around for a, for a minute and have several albums out. Honestly, they were a new discovery for me. If you are fans of, like, <clears throat> more fucked up, gnarly, dissonant riffage in the vein of bands like Despel Omega or Aosoth, I think you will trip the fuck out on um, Krieg's Machina. They've got great riffs. Um, it's not... It's just full-blown chaotic, as sometimes, say, Death Spell is. There are a lot of moments that remind me of Bluetooth Nord, when Bluetooth Nord isn't going 90 miles an hour, but doing more of their slow, mid-tempo riffage. They're kind of in that department. Incredibly melodic and tasty drumming, which really just kind of pushes the songwriting to a whole, a whole nother level. Uh, yes, really interesting album. It's atmospheric, captivating, and it's one of those albums you can just get lost in. Kriegsmachina, Apocalypticist. Another top contender of 2018 is the Norwegian Blackened Thrasher's Ara Noir. They put out a new one that's self-titled with a little E on the end of their name just to make you scratch your head a little bit. Aro Noir are one of those bands that many could argue, if you've heard one album, you've heard them all. They're, they're kind of like the ACDC of Black and Thrash. With one caveat, they keep getting way better and more just nuanced. Um, the songwriting on this record is just very crafty, very artful, and I'm just, I really find myself in getting lost and blown away by the songwriting. It you know this, it's it's kind of a contradiction because it's like simplistic, and on one hand, first wave of black metal, black and thrash riffs that sound like uh, Sodom or the first couple of Slayer albums, but then there's all these really nuanced subtleties that remind me of Piggy from Voivod. A big lot of Voivod influences with this band. Another new one that just blew my mind is from Twenty Bucks Spin, a band from Pittsburgh called Scorched. The album is called Ecliptic Butchery. Uh, it's got that all-oppressive cosmic death metal vibe that you're hearing lately in bands like Blood Incantation and Ulthar, but uh, more of an old-school, primal, simplistic riffage, maybe more reminiscent of bands like Undergong. Heavy-ass riffs, catchy, great songwriting, dark, dark vibes. Check it out. Scorched Ecliptic Butchery. Hey, I'm Diane from Lifer, and I'm happy to fill you in on what records I loved most in 2018. Our host Mike has asked for five selections, so here they are. I'm sure this is no surprise, but first, for me, is The Wake from Voivod. Post-apocalyptic prog thrash, they have been in flux for a long time, and I think they finally have a combination that works for them. So now... The ever-expanding Voivod style can move forward with this record. It sounds like the record that should have come after Nothing Face, and I love their efforts after Nothing Face, but stylistically, this is where it fits. Favorite track? Orb Confusion. Number two are the trio from the West Coast, Yob, 
with our raw heart. They master the doom and have a certain amount of harshness and grit on this record for the listener to really be present to the emotion and pain it was written with. Mike Scheidt went through a really difficult year and he breaks his heart open giving us this record and the vastness of the musicianship and the heaviness of this record are in your face like a ton of bricks it's a record that will bring you to your knees if you're vulnerable enough to let it favorite track original face next on my list we go to craft with white noise and black metal i've been waiting seven years for this record and i'm sure others have been too it is catchier than void and I would classify parts of this actually as black and roll, along with the expected black metal tag. What it is, is tense, biting, some parts majestic, others isolating, and ominously cold, like the knuckles of dead tree branches in a snowstorm, which may be the white noise aesthetic named in the title. And at times it reminds me of early Samael, which is a really great thing in my book. Favorite track here, white noise. Moving right along, taking the number four spot is Broken Cross. Their militant misanthrope release is a great cross between muscular punk and metal. Filthy ground level metal, that is. If Evo from Warfare joined the adolescents, I think you get something pretty close to how this record sounds. Broken Cross is a one-man band from Norshipping, Sweden, and the record is raw, unpolished, chunky, and primitive. And it is just fucking great. Check out Sacred Sacrifice on it to start. Number five on this list is the album Titan from Australia's Nocturnal Graves. Harsh, heavy, black and thrash is what I'll call it. And it has its share of mid-paced, down-tuned elements also. This record is like a gorilla walking on a tightrope. It's big, it's heavy, but it's precise. And there is a certain amount of pure evilness to it. So I actually might throw in a hyena for that comparison also. Great record. Great record. Throw yourself to the wolves on this one. Track to check out, Roar of the Wild. And I'm not quite done yet. I am mentioning five honorables. This was a great year for all types of heavy music. So five more not to be ignored would be Glorier Belly with The Apostates, Judas Priest's Firepower, Mourn with To the Night Unknown, Gozu's Equilibrium, and from Devouring Star, The Arteries of Heresy. That is it for me. Check out Lifer, and remember, Heavy is a lifelong commitment. Yo, what up, guys? This is Chris Crovaton, uh, host of Bleeder's Digest, the show on Gimme Radio where we listen to metal based on great works of literature. And I'm coming in for Mr. Mike Hill, uh, one of the great uh, metal figures in New York City, to talk about my top five albums of 2018, which was a great 
year for weird shit, man. The best stuff this year was always the weird, dirty shit you found, like, scurrying around in the corner. So, uh... So that said, you know, my top five, there's there's still some major releases on there, but mostly I was going for weird and interesting. All right, but but enough of my bullshit. Let's begin. At number five, Wada, Cult of a Dying Sun. Um, I love Uwada from Portland. They're so weird. They're so dark, and they do this elemental black metal thing better than anyone. Um, so I'm, I'm all about this record. It's an amazing record. I urge everyone to go out and get it. Number four, Rebel Wizard, Voluptuous Worship of Rapture and Response. Rebel Wizard are this, like, scathing, extreme power power metal band from Australia. They play a musical style they describe as heavy negative wizard metal. And that sounds ridiculous, but then you hear it and you're like, absolutely. Um, it's super nihilistic and weird and acrobatic, and I totally love it. So big props to those dudes. Number three, uh, Chemist, Desolation. Chemist is obviously one of the great doom metal bands of our time, hailing from Denver, Colorado. Um, and their new album just tightens their sound and makes it catchy as hell. The track Isolation is probably my metal single of 2018. So, um, can't say enough about that record. Number two is Scum Pulse with Rotten. Okay, Scum Pulse are this uh, Scottish sort of, I don't know how to describe it, like jaunty, melodic, death grind band. Um, they're awesome. The songs are awesome. They make me want to do the hand jive while dressed in spiked leather. Um, I love this band. This is their, uh, their debut and... Um, just go out and get into it. Buy a Scum Pulse shirt tonight. My number one, my album of the year in 2018 has to be The Sciences by Sleep. Um, now, some might say, Chris, you're obviously super high saying that. To which I say, you bet your ass I am, man. The Sciences was genius. The surprise dropping of it on 420 was brilliant. But even more brilliant was the fact that then it was a great sleep album. It wasn't Sleep dropping a single. It wasn't dr Sleep dropping a mixtape. It was Sleep dropping one of the great albums of their career while everyone was stoned as hell on the day everyone was allowed to be stoned as hell. It was perfect. Every time I listen to it, I love it. So there you go. Album of the year, Sleep, The Sciences, All Hail Matt Pike. Hey, Gimme Radio Nation. This is Thomas from the show Forever Underground, and these are my top five titles of 2018. Coming in at number five is Funeral Mist's Hecatomb. Number four, Corrosion of Conformity, No Cross, No Crown. Number three, Create a Kill, Summoned to Rise. Number two, 1914, The Blind Leading the Blind. And finally, my number one album for 2018 is Cyst, The Frozen Casket. 2018 was a fantastic year for metal. Just wanted to give a shout out to bands that didn't make the top five, but that are definitely in that top 25. Bands like Sepulcher, Horrendous, Abhorrence, Mortuous, Sportal, Sleep, Outer Heaven, Tomb Mold, and Voivod. All fantastic releases. Check all that stuff out. Can't wait for 2019. Hey, what's happening? I'm John Brookhouse. I do the Shadow Hymnal Show on Gimme Radio, and I play in the band Worshipper on TP Records. Um, I'm here to give you my top five of 2018, and uh, it was really hard because there are tons of records this year. I mean, just tons. Um, and I feel bad not putting records in the top five that I really enjoyed, but, you know, I'm, I'm going with the albums that I listen to the most, and... Uh, a lot of them are like old favorite bands of mine, but that's beside the point. So starting it off with number five, it is uh, Lucifer. Their new record 
I believe it's just called two. Nikki Anderson took over on production on this. And, uh, I was a big fan of the oath when Johanna Sedanis did that. And, uh, when she started Lucifer, I really liked it. And I liked Gaz Jennings, like heavy riffage, but you know, I'm, I'm a rock and roller. I'm, I'm not like the heaviest guy out there, but the new Lucifer record is, is very, it's hard for Nikki Anderson to produce a record and make it not sound like the helicopters. And it doesn't really sound completely like that, but there's a little bit in there. So, uh, great, great riffs, great guitar solos. He, uh, he got some great vocal performances out of Johanna. It's like a little bit more soulful than she usually does. She had, she had sort of like a, a Nico kind of quality before. And, and now she's like kind of like a, you know, a more soulful singer. So that's my number five. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with Haunt, um, their Burst Into Flame record. And, you know, Trevor's just been putting out so much music. He's just on fire right now. Maybe that's where the title comes from. But uh, I really, I just love, I love the record. I love what he did. He's got some great vocal melodies, which uh, if you have vocal melodies for me, that's that's huge because I'm a singer and I like melodic music. Like, it's just what I prefer. So <laughs> I, I really enjoyed his his approach on this and uh i like it better than beastmaker because beastmaker has you know a, a more plotting kind of thing this is more immediate and uh you know it's it's not about horror and it's about maybe it's it's very personal it sounds like so that's my number four haunt uh number three and i and it's it's crazy i didn't put them at number one but you know it it's not my favorite record from uncle acid but it's it's number three is uncle acid wasteland and uh I really like the record. It's it's great. It's got some stuff that he's never done before. It's got some stuff that he has done before. Um, I, I everyone keeps going back to Bloodlust, and I do love that record. It's great, but but I think it was a little long winded, and I, I like the fact that he's kind of tightening it up as he goes on. And I like I like Songcraft, so uh, I think he's uh, I think he's on a mission. I, I, I can't wait to hear the next record, but I'm gonna have to live with this one for a little while. Number two. Sun Voyager, Seismic Vibes. If you know me, you know I love like garage rock and psychedelic stuff. And this managed to combine the kind of stuff that I like in like Ty, Ty Siegel and the OCs and stuff like that and uh, put a little heavier spin on it. So great record, great, you know, great production, great vocal harmonies. Uh, definitely check those guys out because they're doing good stuff. So on to my number one record, which is Witch Hazel's to sojourn record um i don't know i know they're a bunch of ren fair guys they dress up in tunics and like lace up robin hood shirts and like boots and stuff but i don't care i love it i think uh i think they just made a great record front to back it's got everything i like in heavy music and not so heavy music it's got some you know a nice soft acoustic number it's got great vocal melodies vocal harmonies riffs solos um, is it the heaviest thing in the world? No, but if you know me, <laughs> that's not really my bag. So, um, definitely that's my number one, Witch Hazel. And before I go, some honorable mentions, because there are so many records, uh, Big Kiss from TP Records, Music is Magic, their record, great stuff. Um, Holy Groves 2 record is awesome. Sleep and High on Fire, obviously can't go wrong with those. And, uh, lastly, Domcraft Flood, which is the inaugural release from Blues Funeral Records by Jad Schickler. So 
that's my list. There you go. Until next time, 2019, here we come. And there you have it, guys. That's the 2018 year-end special. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. I'd like to thank the DJs for uh, giving us their top fives. And uh, we'll see you soon. And uh, you guys have a great holiday. Have a safe holiday. And I'll see you guys next time. Take care. You've been listening to Metal Matters, a Gimme Radio podcast. We'll be back next week, so be sure to subscribe and never miss out. Also, be sure to check out Gimme Radio via web, iOS, or Android for one of the best metal communities in the world. Exclusive interviews and merch, and so much more. 